1: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
0: Welcome in Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. The aforementioned, I believe, I'm still he. You can call the show at any point in time, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. I do like the live interaction. We don't get a lot of it. I get it. Times have changed. People don't see the fascination of calling into radio shows anymore. But, yeah, I'm here. 800-516-1220 calls in the air. Um, Yet yet another day, yet another dollar, so to speak. The markets are finding ways to grind a little bit higher, but a lot of people are concerned that earnings per share will likely peak this quarter, that the 10-year Treasury is something that we're watching, that their trade will will start to uh, bleed into a, a worsening effect of negative comps to come, whereas the tax cuts have created a scenario of positive comps to come. Interesting, right? Are you with me or are you against me? Because you got to pick a side. This is a civil war. Super important, in my opinion. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about some of the top stories of the day. Um, all 12 boys and their coach. Safely out of the Thai Caves after a two-week ordeal that gripped the world. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm going to wait for the movie starring George Clooney as the commander outside who helps rescue the boys. And maybe, maybe, I don't know, Ethan Hawk is the, the, the coach. Because we're going to have to turn all the characters. We're going to have to Americanize them all. boys rescued from the water cave. And did you know that a squid attacked on the way out? And Clooney himself ripped off. Two tentacles of the squid. Say what? I know. I know. You're saying, are you confusing that with a giant octopus? I think I was. But that's okay. And then a monkey ended up eating one of the boy's parents on the way out. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Thailand. Oh, Thailand. So the kids are out. Tesla's reporting ready to build a plant. Where do you think? As the 1970s. Uh, Laundry Detergent Company once said, ancient Chinese secret. Awesome. Tesla's reporting (laughs) getting ready to build a plant in China that produces 500,000 vehicles a year. Okay. So Elon Musk was going to go to Thailand. He had his little uh, submersible one-man submarine that he was going to go drag the kids out himself from Thailand. That'll be part of the movie. But in the movie, he'll die. But, uh... I know, right? Tesla's reportedly pla- – uh, but not before he plants explosives on, on, the, on the cave to save the kids' lives. Tesla's reportedly planning to build a plant, right? So Elon Musk stopped in Beijing on his way to Thailand. Uh, there's a company called Electric who said the electric car market raised prices of its Model S and Model X vehicles in China due to the tariffs by $20,000. So news that Tesla's cracking into – China territory and building a factory gets people's hopes up. It's been a roller coaster year for Tesla shareholders, and I don't like roller coasters. I like roller coasters in life. I don't like roller coasters when it comes to money. Uh, So we're worried about Tesla's cash supply. We're worried about scenarios when Musk is honest and says that his factory in Fremont is in production hell. so Tesla is kicking out more and more cars on a regular basis to the point that Elon says, I think we've just become a real car company. And what were you for the ten years before that? Like I don't know. I like that statement. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Um, value is not working terribly well right now, but value will work when big cap growth breaks. And it will break. There have been periods of time where the market's massively underperformed. It hasn't been in a while. It happened twice in the 2000s. So people were pretty convinced that, in the 2000s, people were pretty convinced that investing was gambling. Because it depended on when you started. If you started in 95, you're way up. If you started in 2000, you were way down. If you start in 2003, you're way up. So it can be like a roller coaster. And if you're in, you're still up, you're down, you're up, you're down. But if you look at your 401k and you're buying more shares, you're probably doing A-OK. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh has been nominated. So there should be more politics in the news. Politics in the news probably not the greatest thing ever for Wall Street. So that's going to happen. And then... Uh, how long can they drag the fight out with the Supreme Court justice? Because the uh, first one, the, uh, Gorsuch, that Trump nominated, he, he flew right through. Now they're going to have to fight a little bit harder to try to keep the court where they want it, if you're liberal or conservative. So that's out there. So it's July, and guess what's coming up in November? California's going to vote on on breaking the state into three parts. How awesome is that? <laughs> oh... Yes. And uh, so we're going to go to the polls, what, in November? What's the first Thursday in November, right? So look at the calendar. July. And then go one month is August from now. September. October. Starting in November. So we're about 100 days. Maybe a little bit more till the elections, right? No way. And the rhetoric's going to heat up there. Oh, I watched a little Stephen Colbert last night, and he's not a very kind man to Donald Trump's speeches. And for the record, Donald Trump gives him some pretty good material to work with. Amazon is giving Prime members up to $30 in free cash for shopping at Whole Foods this week. woo That's pretty cool. Amazon is announcing the deals in celebration of Prime Day, its biggest shopping day of the year. Prime Day kicked off. When did Prime Day kick off? Oh, it's on Monday. So it's right around the corner. And uh, Amazon's doing that tricky, tricky Amazon thing where they charge people more money to sell on one day. They want a bigger cut of the seller's take. Is it fair? I think there's some fairness in it in large part because uh, I could tell you that I might shop for remote control or I might shop for something that I wouldn't normally shop so, ten dollars in Amazon Cash, Prime members who spend ten dollars at Whole Foods between July eleventh and July seventeenth will get a ten dollars Amazon account credit to use on Prime. Twenty dollars in Whole Foods Cash, Prime members who have not yet tried grocery delivery at Whole Foods via Prime will get ten dollars off their order. Amazon is ch- is really aggressively trying to shut down. Not shut. Amazon's doing a really good job of disrupting industries, and that's for the better or the worse. I don't know. Um, there's also another thing to look forward to. Now we know that in November we get the elections, right? In the next couple of weeks, we get, you know, the, uh, the moguls, the TV moguls, the mo- movie moguls, the financial moguls, the investor moguls all go to Sun Valley, Idaho for investment bank, Allen and company's week long conference. And there's something usually that's pretty blockbuster that comes out of it. Uh, so it's kind of conference season. Now, we're also, oddly enough, into earnings season. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to start hearing more and more about earnings. So it's a good time to be alive, so to speak. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back soon. Again, if you ever want to use the code RADIO25 to come to an event free, you're more than welcome to do that soon. We'll have another event coming up right around the corner. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Got an email from Social Security that said something along the lines of, hey, um, don't forget to check your Social Security. It's kind of an annual reminder. And I'll tell you what, I think that's cool. Because it's something that our government's doing correct, saying you need to start thinking about how much you're gonna get. So what I want you to do is Say after me, I, I I promise to check my social security account sometime in the next. Oh, can you do it today for Mr. Black? Can you? Can you? Um, you can go to ssa.gov, ssa.gov. If you don't have an account, you can create an account. Yeah, there's going to be issues with... Um, things like security and you're going to have to feel kind of comfortable putting in your social security number and things like that maybe your address the first time you sign up I've been on the site for years um, and I like it um, I'm a big fan of you, know what I mean um, I think it's super important to know where you are in your financial planning uh, goals uh, if that's fair to say So, um, I like to know this kind of stuff. I I like to know the payout. So, some other top stories of the day. And I think there's, you know, big tech is kind of turning into a story. What's going to happen to big tech? And what I mean by that is we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown in some of the uh, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google's, Apple's kind of are they going to hit new highs going into earnings season? Or is earnings season, like I said, that's got a flag in it called earnings. And it's, you want to see the flag moving up. And it, it will this quarter. But what will they be able to beat? And what will they be able to say about next year? And what will they be able to say about inflation? And What will they be able to say about the dollar or the strength of the dollar? Um, I once, Once there was a way... Sometimes a door closes, but a window opens, right? And a lot of people look at the whole Toys R Us. It's the world's biggest toy store, Toys R Us story. And they're like, Jeffrey, I miss Jeffrey. The, I miss that giraffe, Jeffrey the Jaff who gave me toys. Well, if you missed him, you, you probably should have visited him more than once a year or once every five years. Because that's why they went bankrupt. So toys R Us has closed their doors. But Hasbro and Mattel are big losers, right? But like I tell you, whether there's a door that closes, there's a window that opens, in my opinion. And life's been very good to me because I've I've embraced that. Target in the news. Because they can get a big boost from people saying, well, i got to go get toys for my little uh, snotty cousin's birthday. And where are you going to go? Target or... Um, you know, there's some Walmart, probably Amazon. You might get some small action out of GameStop because instead of, you know, getting a video game or a video game console at... at again, and it never made sense why Toys R Us, you know, you had to pay full price when you went in there. There was no discounting going on. And you walk right across the door to Target or Walmart and see a lot of things for way cheaper. But some areas that may be um, winners um also include things like GameStop and michael's and party city um as one you know one opportunity to go get streamers or balloons or toys or whatever you would get cradles and babies are us and stuff like that that one one option's off the table so when there's winners there's losers and when there's losers there's winners right are you with me against me pepsi do you like pepsi Coke, no Pepsi. Coke, no Pepsi. Uh, I know you're saying, what's that a reference to? What's that reference to? I promise you it's a reference to something. It's yep. so a good look. Yep. So you can go check that out if you have the, the gumption. But uh, Pepsi had a pretty good quarter. And Pepsi is a pretty big company at this point in time. And when I talk about Pepsi, I should talk about PepsiCo. But I don't because no one knows PepsiCo. That's the name of the stock. That's the name of the corporation. And when you take a look at their quarter, it was a pretty damn good quarter. And the reason I bring this up is because I think you could be a good investor, or I think you could be a horrible investor. But one of the things you have to kind of embrace is that you don't always – are you going to be an investor or are you going to be a trader? And investing in Pepsi or Coke, they're not going out of business. Uh Anytime soon, in my opinion. Great. They've been around since we were children. Coke, you'll every now and then see like you know, a movie from the 1950s and a cowboy will walk up to the bartender and say, ah, give me a Coca-Cola, bartender. Like It's, it's iconic. Pepsico's getting ground today. After it beat on both the top and bottom lines, Frito-Lay sales helped offset a decline in beverage sales. So, again, we're like, what? That just blew my mind. Pepsi also sells F- Fritos? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sales grew 2.6% year over year, despite a drop of 1% in the beverage unit. Now, again, it ain't over to the fat lady sings. You would think that companies like Philip Morris and, and uh, Altria, which sell cigarettes, would have gone bankrupt. But no, nope. no. Nope. Even though they got sued... That they hid the the negatives of of tobacco and cigarette use, and they lost. They're still around. You think Pepsi's going to be selling their their cockroach like Frito Lay's in the future? And when I say cockroach like, I'm saying you can't kill it. You can't kill it. It's going to be around. And they'll buy Bubblegum Fresh Chips if Bubblegum Fresh Chips comes out with a product that you know all of America suddenly wants. Anyone they want to acquire, they're going to acquire. So, a turnaround in North America is very, very essential to say, short-term, we like it. But, you know, it's not a stock that I have to have. But I could start by looking there, if that makes any sense, because I know it. And who would you compare PepsiCo to, right? Coca-Cola. It's a pretty easy jump going that far. But you would also want to take a look at other players, and you would start to say, okay... Um, Dr. Pepper Snapple or Mondelez or Coca-Cola, what's their gross profit, what's their cash flow, what's their assets, what's their liabilities, how much income do they make? But then you also look at the product line of Pepsi and you go, holy mackerel, they do Cheetos, Doritos, Ruffles, Lay's, Quaker oatmeal, rice roni that San Francisco treat. There ain't no treat in Rice-A-Roni. They do Near East side dishes, they do Gatorade, Tropicana, Mountain Dew, Pepsi. Coke, no Pepsi. I'm a Samurai. I'm a stock samurai. I am a stock talk samurai. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. So PepsiCo sells more Fritos shares rise based on their earnings that they just reported. It's starting to move into earnings season. This is an important one. and You can see what drives Wall Street. In the long term, it's going to be earnings on some way, shape, or form. Sometimes it's revenue, sometimes it's trade agreements, sometimes it's inflation, interest rates, and other things, but earnings always decide the fate of companies. Uh, You're seeing markets move higher on optimism that, hey, what's good for Pepsi, if they could do it, maybe we could do it too, seems to be the message of the day. Joining me now to talk about this and much, much more from briefing.com, I start my day each and every day with his page one that comes out of briefing.com, Patrick O'Hare. How are you, Patrick?
1: Hey, Rob. I'm doing well, thank you. Good to be back with you.
0: Yeah, happy doldrums.
1: Happy summer doldrums, (laughs) right? Yeah, all was a little excitement of late, so it hasn't been entirely uh, listless. So uh, we've got some things to talk about, and uh, and a market that's behaving reasonably well, um, uh, certainly this month. And uh, but you never know what uh, what you're going to get from from one month to the next with this particular market.
0: Got some short term issues coming up, uh, more trade war news. I would imagine that's not going to go away, and the ramifications are going to be starting to be reported on. But Supreme Court review, so we're going to see a lot of headlines out of Washington. Then we also are we're about a hundred days away from the elections. How do you feel about the next hundred days? And we're on the back half of the year, so like we're talking essentially the last half of the year. A lot of drama coming.
1: Yeah, and and I mean you. you... Accurately touched on it in that uh, you know it's that type of uh, those events and the uncertainty surrounding them that keep the market you know on edge and, and perhaps uh, acting in a, in a fickle way where uh, depending on you know the news flow of any given week will dictate you know the direction of the market um, as you know buyers and sellers alike you know lack conviction in a in an environment where. Where you have those elements of uncertainty surrounding, you know, political and economic issues uh, wrapped around, uh, you know, a, a box of potential policy surprise driven by, you know, the Federal Reserve's rate actions, and so uh, I think. Interestingly enough, one of the supportive elements in the last few weeks, I think, and certainly since um, over the last three or four sessions is is this notion that 's starting to creep in that perhaps maybe the Federal reserve won 't um, won't see its way to a fourth rate hike this year uh, and uh, the employment report for June, which was out last Friday, um, started to you know get that that thought. Um, rolling in the minds of market participants, uh, even though the Fed Funds Futures Market doesn't necessarily reflect that same mentality, uh, you have seen equity traders, anyway, come in and really drive this market um, in a big way over the last several sessions. And one of the su- supportive elements for that is this notion that you know, maybe the Fed won't have to be... Uh, you know, It's not that the Fed was going to be aggressive, but that the Fed might not be as aggressive as feared. And uh, And when you take that off the table... Um, you know, the market, for the short term anyway, finds a, a reason to um, uh, release some of the pressure valve and, 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 and see things pick up here uh, in terms of buying interest.
0: We also have one more that could eventually break, Mueller and Trump. That's going to be a big news item at some point in time. Um, Taking a look at some of the, the corporate stories that you reported on. This morning, you talked a little bit about better-than-expected earnings from PepsiCo and Tesla jumping in to build a factory in China. Um, it, what are you seeing out there? Because to me, Pepsi beating earnings not very sexy. It's it's good for the market because it's a big company. It's run by Indra Nui. Um, Tesla seems to be more like a press release to me. It's more, let's show me the money at this point in time, show me some earnings, show me some uh, less losses, show me something metric-wise. But a factory, I mean, eh, it seems like it's the can down the road. But anyway, what are some of the, the, the bullish drivers and stories right now? Because I know a lot of politics is going on, and uh, it seems that's going to be continuing with our allies in Europe and situations. Uh, so I'll, I'll let you talk for a second, because I'm rambling.
1: Sure. No, the you know I think the the phrase "better than feared" uh, okay. is, is a bullish driver for right now for equities. I mean, we we saw that coming out of the weekend where there was no improvement in trade relations over the weekend, yet the market rallied on the basis that there simply wasn't any further deterioration in in trade relations, um, and and so it somehow spun a. a you know a lingering negative into a positive just because that lingering negative didn't get any worse you know you look at pepsico today okay yeah they you know they beat earnings estimates um you know probably wasn't you know the greatest report overall when you take into account that the core beverage business or, or you know not the core the the beverage business didn't do so great uh and but you know the the snacks division did, did fine but then you know the company on the conference call you know the company's talking about how you know the gross margins may come under pressure next quarter due to commodity price inflation uh and things like oil and aluminum and uh you know and it's that type of commentary that i think we need to be watchful for as the second quarter earnings reporting period unfolds here because the market sort of is just ignoring negative things right now um and it's it's running with blinders on in some respects and and I think if you start to hear more uh you know multinational companies start uh addressing the idea that you know a stronger dollar uh, trade policy uncertainty rising commodity costs even rising labor costs you know are starting to um, create some headwinds for them you, you know then you could you could run into the same issue that we saw uh, in the first quarter earnings reporting period where even though the the bottom line growth was was The market didn't really go anywhere on it uh, as it started to contemplate the notion of running up against peak earnings and peak margins and peak economic growth. You know, I don't think that those themes are necessarily going to go away in the second quarter earnings reporting period, uh, considering that we're a little bit further into the morass of protectionist trade issues than we were even at the start of, the, you know, into the first quarter reporting period. Um, at the same time, you have interest rates that are higher, you know, uh, now than they were uh and policy rates, you know, than they were at the time of the first quarter earnings reporting period, and so, um, so we think we need to be a little bit mindful that, uh, yeah, you're you're going to get some really great earnings growth again, uh, but I'm uh, feeling a little bit cautious about the the guidance and the commentary that's likely to come out of these companies as they look to the back half of the year.
0: It's going to be an interesting back half of the year. I I truly, truly believe that because of the way stories have played out this year. We're putting, I'm not going to say gambling, but we're we're putting a lot of pressure on the back half. Um, What else should we be paying attention to at this point in time? Because like you said, we're ignoring the positives or we're ignoring the negatives. We're kind of rewarding the positives this week based on mood. And over the weekend, sometimes we could change that based on politics and what comes out and um, what do you think we should be looking for if if we're kind of like what I'm trying to get at is I own stocks and I'm not selling stocks because it's it's historically paid off for me. I'm not looking for a worst case scenario, and yet it's kind of starting to creep up. It, it, you're starting to see some of the flags. Would you agree yeah, you that know, there's kind of a I'm I'm not saying I'm bored, but I'm stable, I'm comfortable. I don't want to shake the tree because it's it's still running higher.
1: Right, right. So, you know, one of the, the sectors of great interest um, is, is really the financial sector right now. Um, you, you know, have all the drivers in place, you know, seemingly and reportedly for that sector to do quite well. And even though it had a, a very strong day yesterday, you know, the financial sector is still underperforming um, in the market uh, this year by about 700 basis points. And uh, is, is down for the year. You know, one stock in particular that I'd be keeping a close eye on is bank of america right um you know one of the largest banks going uh it's has a primarily domestic orientation and you know the main narrative we've been hearing of course is that the u.s economy is is you know on a relative basis the strongest economy going right now amongst developed markets and so um so that should all really help uh you know Drive a stock uh, in a company like bank of america and and you 're not seeing that and then so of course, you also see at the same time uh, you know some weakness in copper prices, the underperformance of the transport average, uh, the semiconductor stocks not doing so so great um, uh, and you know it, and then the the yield curve flattening and so so it does you know create a little bit of um, a uh, sense of pause, if you will, maybe the U.S. story won't unfold in the favorable manner as a lot of people are expecting in the back half of the year because, uh, you should see a stock like Bank of America, I think, would be a good proxy anyway for, uh, for, uh, the market's belief in a, uh, U.S. economic acceleration story. Uh, and so far anyway, that hasn't come to fruition. It could could, but it's something to keep an eye on here, and it's certainly uh, uh, running contrary to what the popular narrative is right now.
0: Another sector that I think could outperform in the next six to nine months could possibly be energy, because oil prices have risen. Am I off on that simple assumption?
1: No, I think, you know, oil prices have risen, and, of course, with the collapse in oil prices off the, you know, 2014 highs, uh, there's been an extended period of underinvestment there, too. So, um, you know, so if supply shortages kick in and, and demand is still strong enough that, you know, to exceed that supply, you should start to you, you see higher, higher price points in, in, in terms of oil prices, which will underpin stronger earnings expectations for the energy sector as well as the outperformance of that sector.
0: Thanks for joining me. Not my best performance today, but you were on cue. I appreciate it. Patrick O'Hare, you can find him at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. You can find me at Rob Black Show, but check out briefing.com. I start my day each and every day. It's unbiased international and domestic views on the market, story stocks, IPOs, much, much more. You can find it at briefing.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening. Oh, my. The things that can go on day to day, right? Um, let's talk a little Apple, because Apple's in the news, and uh, I'm trying to piece together a show today that uh, ties something together, It's and it's just not working. Some days, the news really crafts itself, and it's easy to pull off, and you go, oh, top 10 things millennials forget to invest in, and then you're like, hey, millennials just shut down Toys R Us because they didn't like Jeffrey. Uh, so, the stories just aren't tying. So, We've recently heard that Apple is going to have disappointing sales of the newer iPhones, right? The 10 is $1,000, and it ain't cheap, and it ain't that much better than an 8. The extra camera features might be nice for you if you have young kids. I get it. So there's a lot of angst right now surrounding 2018 and what's going to come out in September. or well, Back to school. Uh, June, July, June, July, and you look at it in August, we're right there before we start seeing what's going to be announced. So we're going to start talking about that. Um, Larger phones, smaller phones, faster phones, how many phones, how many models, how many colors. Now, the new models of phones that come out, will they have an OLED screen will it be called the eleven and the eleven plus uh, yeah, it's kind of funny have you ever I don't know I'm sure you've done this when you start reading more and more on your phone you're like oh, I should have got a bigger phone oh I should have got a bigger phone and as you get older your eyes go a little bit worse and worse so how many and what they're gonna look like uh, we are you know uh, we're 60 days from apple like trying to say okay here's the next round of product will it disappoint and or not one cycles was below historical patterns for a lot of reasons size cost differentiation previous models so this is just going to be the 10 the 11 should be very much like the 10 um but again maybe more colors and sizes do you get excited over that now You know, functionally, Apple users are dominating, you know, spinning on apps, even though there's a lot more uh, Android users out there the app usage and the app pain not close but we're about 60 days and we're about you know 90 days to 110 days to the election so and then you start saying okay now we're 140 days till christmas or whatever it is and how are christmas sales going to compare to last year and then you get the third quarter and the second quarter numbers on cars and you start seeing okay this is how the year's looking because that's where we are now we're at the 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 mid part and of the year, and it's time to look at the report card, so to speak. Supreme Court pick, Kavanaugh, likely to restrict SEC enforcement. So, Wall Street got a big win yesterday with the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. And again, socially, what's it do to America? Financially, what's it due to America? Economically, like, my job is not to be political. Um... Kavanaugh's record suggests he is not a fan of major bureaucratic rulemaking, which basically means corporate America is going to get to run free. You know, you could put in a rule like, you're not allowed to charge more than a dollar for an overdraft fee, or you could take out a rule, unlimited charges of dollars for uh, overdrafts. What do you think the banks are going to do? The banks don't like rules. So Kavanaugh's going to be very business-friendly on the court if he gets appointed. Will there be a fight? How much will it drag out? So a lot going on in the next couple of weeks. Trump, El Presidente, um, it's been pretty quiet coming from his mouth to the critique of drug prices, but ultimately a tweet by President Donald Trump that called out Pfizer's price increases promised a response. Pfizer's shares are up, but a lot of people are starting to say, what if the president goes after these guys? So, there's inflation in prices for branded drugs, about 6.6% a year. That's about the same as what it was last year and the year before. And will there be more price increases? Pfizer is an excellent dividend-paying stock. Only four drug makers opted for second increases, just a third of last year's count to 12. Pfizer's one of the big four that implemented a second round of price increases on eight drugs. So they're they're raising prices, and Trump's starting to smell. Hmm, maybe I start bashing these guys, and I can you know get America to love me because people want their heart medicine or their erectile dysfunction medicine or their cholesterol medicine. They're, it's an easy target, right? Especially with a company that pays dividends and does pretty well. Um, Ethereum is starting to lead in the world of experts that say, which is the better cryptocurrency, Ethereum or Bitcoin? I'm still on the sidelines. Sorry. Wish I had more of an opinion for you. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Remember ever being in a casino or even watching the movies and how much the casinos make and you're like, wow, I wish I could do that one day. Have people gamble, game of chances, because we know that the, the chance is the odds, and the odds are always in their favor. And over time, that, that plays out nicely. So, casino stocks have recently sold off after some disappointing numbers out of Macau. And numbers being, you know, how many people are there and how much they're spending. Um, casino stocks are interesting if you believe in investing in sin something we do in good times and bad times we smoke we drink we gamble you can even expand that definition of sin but i gotta keep this a pg rated show or i don't know maybe even a g plus i don't know (laughs) i'm rob black you can find me online at rob black show twitter rob black show youtube rob black show